Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, it was nice to see David Grush, the whistleblower and retired Air Force official, on News Nation yesterday talking about what just happened in Congress. As, as we all know, uh, Congress basically failed to include the UAP Disclosure Act in the National Defense Authorization Act for 2024. Of, of course, the, uh, the, that bill included all kinds of uh, uh, UA, UAP transparency uh, measures that uh, would have helped, uh, I think, I believe it you know, is it full disclosure? No, but it would have helped. It would have prodded this thing along, but now it's not included because, uh, of course, uh, we have the puppets of the uh, uh, secret control group, Mike Turner and Mike Rogers, who are the chairs of some of the House committees that uh, somehow they were able to kill this bill. I don't know how this is possible, but they did. I mean, even though it seems like a vast majority of people in the Senate and in the House, by in a bipartisan uh uh, fashion wanted to pass this, wanted to include this language in the bill, but because two guys or a handful of guys somehow uh, are able to hold it up and keep it out. I mean, why? How? How is that possible? What kind of democracy is it when when a couple of yohos, uh, 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 corrupt of politicians, are able to to quash things that that get uh, brought up like this? I don't understand it, but that's what happened. But uh, I thought it was interesting. Grush called it. Uh, he said, uh, uh, what we're witnessing right now is the greatest legislative failure in American history. I have to agree with him because it is a legislative failure when you really think about it. Uh, the fact is, is that uh, there's an extraterrestrial presence here on Earth. And and uh, by not including that language in the bill to try to, to try to move us finally toward the end of the cover up, uh, it, it's a it's a failure. I mean, in fact, again, is that a handful of uh, corrupt politicians somehow get their way while the vast majority of the rest of them don't get their way it doesn't make any sense to me but that's how this is working for some reason uh whatever it takes i guess from the secret control group they pull the strings they have the power so i obviously uh i agree with brush on that uh you know you as far as i'm concerned it's the biggest story of all time uh the fact that we're not alone in the universe and yet that story is being held up by uh bureaucrats and 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 crooks as far as i'm concerned uh the other thing i thought was interesting he talked about was uh, Ken Klippenstein. I didn't say Ken Klippenstein by name. Uh, he was that uh, that uh, yellow journalist who uh, was basically sicked on to Grush earlier this year uh, by by people in the de- uh, in the Department of Defense and Intelligence commu- community had contacted this Ken Klippenstein, who's just uh, uh, what, according to Grush, is an immature troll. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. He's an immature troll who uh, makes a living by digging up dirt on people, trying to make people look bad for whoever wa- whoever wants him to, uh, whatever group contacts this guy. Apparently, this guy is like a, is like a dog. You know, he'll do whatever they want you to do just to just to get money and 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 likes and clicks and thinks he's being doing a great job when really he's not. He presented a one sided story of David Crush. Uh, it was basically a hit piece, as Grush called it, which I thought it was, and a lot of people in the UFO community thought it was. It was a hit piece that Klippenstein ran uh, in the Intercept earlier this year. 
uh, that basically focused on uh, some of the issues that Grush has had in the past with PTSD. Uh, and he had, the police were called to his house a couple of times. So uh, what, what that the, the intent of the article that Klippenstein had, had written uh, was basically to try to make the, uh, Grush look like a complete idiot and, and you can't, untrustworthy. That, that was how it was presented. Uh, and Grush said he was upset with this, and he said something else which I thought was interesting, is that he believes that the Department of Defense Inspector General needs to look into this because, uh, you know, uh, like Klippenstein said, he admitted it, as Grush points out, Klippenstein admitted that uh, elements within the Department of Defense and intelligence community sicked Klippenstein onto Grush, gave him information, told him about things that there was no way he would have ever been able to know about unless he was, t- unless somebody had told him about it. And people in the, you're, you're not supposed to do that. That that that's that should be uh, against the law. What happened there? That's giving up someone's private health information. Somebody from the government contacted Klippenstein, gave up some private health information. Klippenstein was able to get the information via public means later on, but initially he th- that information came from people within the government and that's not supposed to be how how things work there uh that you know you're not supposed to give up that that's private any kind of stuff that's in your uh health background is supposed to be kept private uh, but these guys uh, felt it was necessary to do this because they wanted to drag grush's name through the mud so I thought it was nice to see that, uh, that, that Grush called these people out. And the best part about the whole interview is the fact that Grush points out that he is going to be uh, giving us some more information, that uh, he was cleared somehow to get uh, release some more information, and he plans to do that within the next couple of weeks in an op-ed. He's going to give us tell us more. He, apparently, he is a first-hand. Uh, it wasn't just people he talked to. Apparently, there's more to his story that he's going to be able to tell now, and he's going to reveal this in this uh, upcoming op-ed. And I guess uh, everyone in the UFO community, I'm sure, uh, will be looking forward to reading that uh, for certain. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to move on here. I want to talk about something, uh, the danger sometimes uh, that UFOs can pose uh, to just anybody at any time, anywhere. And uh, I want to look at a story from 1976. Um, and now I've been doing some research on this for, for the past couple of days. I heard about this. I, I read about this story a, a long time ago. Uh, and it involves uh, a person who's now passed away named Luis Barosa Fernandez. And it happened in uh, 1976 in Brazil. Brazil is like a major UFO hotspot for a long time now. Uh, and this guy got zapped by uh, an object and he never recovered from it. It, it ruined his life. I mean, and, and there were other strange things that happened to him. And I, that's what I want to talk about. Um, anyway... Uh, here, here's from an article from UFO Insight. Uh, I'm going to go through some of this article and we'll talk about it as we go through it. It says here, the case of Luis Barosa Fernandez is perhaps one of the best examples of the on occasion horrifying after effects of close encounters with UFOs and aliens. Most of what we know of the account comes from Luis's son, Francisco Leonardo Barosa. And part of the reason why he is the main source of information over the years is his father's rapidly deteriorating state following the encounter. We should note that Barossa's testimony of the version of events has remained unchanged since the encounter in 1976, despite corroborating with numerous investigations and interviews regarding the matter. I just want to point out that uh, this article was uh, from uh, December of 
2018, so it's uh, a few years old at this point. Uh, now, before I even get into this story, I want to point out there's a lot of different variations of this story of what happened. Uh, and, and basically what happened is this uh, farmer ended up seeing this uh, UFO and it shined some sort of a light into his face and it, it, it knocked him out. And then when he woke up, he was delirious and, and his physical, uh, uh, everything about him physically, he just deteriorated from there, from there and for the rest of his life. Uh, and and worse than that even but there are some uh, versions of the story that says that that, that's, that state that there were two extraterrestrials that pointed some sort of a flashlight at uh, Barossa but that's not the case uh, people that investigated this uh, I, 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 there was a book that was uh, actually uh, a book called uh, UFO Danger Zone by Bob Pratt from the 90s that I was uh, looking at and the, the, the story was in there and there's no discussion there of of beings it was actually just the craft that shined that, that's that, where this beam came out and hit him in the face and you hear stuff like this a lot where people get zapped I mean look at uh, so, uh, someone like uh, like Travis Walton got hit by a beam and he disappeared for almost a week and then he reappeared and he he, he thought he was only gone for a little while and he realized it was like you know, five days went by he couldn't believe it uh, but sometimes apparently these beams that come out of these crafts uh, could have a devastating effect on people and in this case it really did have a devastating effect anyway continuing with the article here it says in a country that already has more than its fair share of ufo encounters in the south american continent the barossa case is one of the most well-known and intriguing indeed it would result in the 2012 film area q shot on location in, in uh, quesada the city in which the most strange encounter would unfold we are unlikely to ever know what happened to the most unfortunate Luis Barosa, or whether the incident was an intentional malicious act or a bizarre and tragic accident it is perhaps a warning for future cases and, and, and another incident with which to search for matching or similar accounts as they enter the public arena as we attempt to pin down a little more what the truth behind these bizarrely intriguing encounters are uh, yes now I just want to point out just it's just funny just the other day you know I, I ran a poll on one of my uh, podcast and uh, asked you know question about what would you do if you came across uh, a landed UFO and alien beings walking around it in, in a lonely field somewhere what would you do one of the one of the responses was you would approach it and some people say they'll, they they would approach it right uh, and, and not many people though said they would run away I think that I think <laughs> I, I pointed this out the other day if you were actually going to see something like this if you actually were out somewhere by yourself and you see one of these things flying close to you you're going to be scared I'm going to tell you right now because I was scared back in 1994 I would, I, I, I realized what, what, what could possibly happen here if that I thought this thing that I saw in 1994 was going to land right in front of me and and, we, and me and my buddy were going to get dragged onto it and, and God knows what would have happened then but that's i was scared i wanted to get out of there uh and i think that a lot of people when you're put in that position you're going to be scared uh and and after you hear this, this story here you might want to run away you want to you might think about just running away even before uh considering hiding and and, and trying to w watch the action from behind a bush somewhere anyway it says here 
In the early hours of April 3, 1976, at a little after 2 a.m., farmer Luis Barroso Fernandez was on his farm near Quisada checking his cattle. It was a weekly job which he preferred to start before dawn, hence the extremely early hour. According to the account relayed by his son, he was on a wagon on the farmland this particular morning when something that looked like an airplane descended close to the ground a short distance away from him. As he watched in awe, confusion, and fear, the strange craft fired a powerful nearly blinding beam of light at him. The strange craft then simply left, at least that is the story told to Francisco by Luis. Whenever he is asked if he believed his father's rather bizarre account, he always replies the same. Not only do I believe this, he claims, I've seen it for myself. According to Francisco, UFO activity is rife in the city of Quisada. With his father and mother both passed away and his siblings moved away from the family home, he is the only member of the Barossa family to remain there. And according to him, these strange sightings continue today. As for his father, as we will examine in a moment, the consequences were apparently rapid and severe. As to exactly what happened is open to debate. Was the strange beam some kind of weapon? And for what purpose was he attacked? Was the sighting perhaps more than just a sighting? Might the beam have been the start of an abduction experience that Luis, like many other abductees, simply could not remember? Something his his sudden deteriorating health would have done nothing to help. Uh, in the immediate aftermath of the encounter, Luis's injuries were severe and painfully apparent. His son would recall how his father's skin had become red as though burned. Even more bizarre and concerning, however, was the changes to his mind. As the days and weeks went on, his mind appeared to become less and less functional, almost as if it was like that of a child. Hospitals and specialists from around the world would attempt to get to the bottom of Luis's strange and rapidly deteriorating condition. However, despite experts from Portugal, Italy, and Spain, to name a few, he would ultimately pass away in 1993. His conditions and the reasons for it still unexplained. At the time of his death, his brains had almost completely returned to that of a child. So much so, he could only use and recall three words, mama, give, and fear. Some sources state he could say dada also. Whatever did happen to Louise and whatever condition took a hold of him, his final decade and a half must have been one of fear, confusion, and ultimately sadness. In another rather bizarre twist to the already horrific affair, while his mind rapidly unraveled, his damaged and burnt skin would seemingly repair itself. In fact, even though he was an elderly man, his skin was that of a healthy adult in the prime of their life. Francisco would comment that it was as though it had grown over again. So basically, I'm going to stop there for a second. So his skin, like he got burned from this, uh, and he was, you know, he's an old aging man, and his skin was burned from from this encounter. Uh, he wakes up on the ground in a different spot than where he was when he got zapped by this. He was able to tell him what happened at first, but then as time went on, his mind just completely uh, reversed. Uh, it, it was like he was transforming into that of a one-year-old baby. Uh, that's all he, he could only come up with a couple of words toward the end of his life. And his skin was, was starting to look like baby skin. His old skin, his old burnt skin was like replaced with some kind of baby skin. But he ended up, he ended up dying though in 1993 from this. Uh, his life was basically ruined from that point on. And nobody, no son, no doctors. Uh, oh, there was a bunch of different doctors that if you re- do your research on this case, all these doctors looked at him and they, they had no explanation for what happened to him. But he was struck by some kind of a beam out of a saucer craft, a saucer-shaped craft in a field. Uh, why, why would aliens want to do something like that? I have no idea why. Uh, 
uh, what did, did was he abducted? It sounds like he probably was. Uh, probably got shocked with the beam. They probably abducted him. Who knows if they're just playing games? Who knows? Maybe there's some criminal elements among the uh, alien visitors that come here, and they just uh, do horrible things like this for for kicks. You know, and that could be it. Who who really knows? It's all speculation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I've heard you've heard many stories like this where people get hit with a beam. Now he was paralyzed when he was hit; he couldn't move uh, and he lost consciousness. Uh, and and the donkey too was acting. They, they, he was had a donkey with him at, at the same time. The donkey was hit too by this ray, and the donkey uh, was skittish after this for for a while. The donkey was uh, ha- having problems getting around and moving around, but after a week or so, it, it was okay. Uh, it returned to normal somewhat, according to the family members, but uh, it, it it was skittish for the rest of its life, and it wasn't like that before this incident. Uh, it could something like this. I mean, if you see a UFO somewhere, you I mean, your best bet is to try to get out of there as quickly as possible because you have no idea what you're going to get yourself into if you do not. Uh, we we really don't know. I mean, in some cases, maybe these beings are here to help us, or maybe they're here just to look at us, examine us like a bunch of animals, and and let us go. Or maybe they're here to harm us. And it sounds like in this case, this guy was harmed. I don't know why they would want to do something like that, but but apparently they ruined his life. Uh, anyway, continuing here with this article, it says Francisco himself has had several strange encounters en route to the farm in the years following. It isn't clear exactly when the first such incident occurred, but it would appear to be shortly after his father's. This would place it around the late 1970s, the early 1980s, as he was riding on his motorcycle along the same road his father used to get to the family farm. He would suddenly notice an object emitting a very bright light. He brought his motorcycle to a stop and remained still, watching the glowing craft as if as it made its way across the night sky he would witness several more similar sightings usually along the same stretch of road over the years that followed once again and while it's pure speculation such repeat sightings particularly given that francisco's father had his own ultimately lethal experience with a ufo perhaps begs the question as to whether these are just sightings at all Might they be repeat abduction encounters? Many similar sightings occur with the witness remembering only the initial sighting. Plenty of of abductees are not even aware of such close contact encounters until years later. And some researchers will tell you by law of averages based on their findings that there will be a great many people around the world experiencing regular alien abductions but with no memory whatsoever of them. Now this is something I was just talking about the other day. And by the way, I just want to point out uh, the author of this uh, piece is Marcus Loth, and I, L- Marcus Loth, and uh, uh, it was a pretty good article. I thought I was pointing out the other day uh, in one of my previous podcasts. I think that that's something that happens with regularity. I think there's so I think there's a lot of people out there who have been abducted or, or, or got abducted numerous times throughout their life and have no idea that it ever happened. I mean, for all I know, somebody was just one of pe- one of the followers who commented uh, recently saying about my case when i was a kid that there was a being in the room i I, if if i've been getting abducted i have no idea if i've been getting abducted by these beings over these years i i i 
I don't know. I don't remember really having any missing time or anything like that. Uh, one time, there was a time I was driving in the car, but I could have been mistaken. I wasn't sure. But other than that, I don't have any recollection of alien uh, seeing other alien beings other than that one time when I was a, a kid. Has it been happening throughout my whole life? It could have been. I don't know. I just don't know. I think that these beings have the ability really uh, to shut us down. And in a way, after when you really think about it, it's probably good of them that they do. I, mean, I don't think... Uh, I don't think we want to remember something like this. I don't know if I, I, I mean, some people say to me, maybe you should go get hypnotized. And I, I, I think about it sometimes, but in the end, I always realize, well, why do I want to remember something that's probably going to horrify me? Right. I don't know if I want to go relive something like that. You know, I'm not sure if I'd want to relive the part when I was, uh, that I remember. I don't know if I'd want to, you know, feel like I was there again and it was, the whole thing was happening all over again. That was terrifying. Um, uh, but another thing about this story, too, is that, you know, I, I was reading a different, uh, uh, there was a, uh, some more information about this from a book that was uh, from the book uh, UFO Danger Zone by Bob Pratt uh, and a couple other articles. But one of the things he actually heard a buzzing sound, uh, like a hump, like a, like a sound like bees, like angry bees. And again, I talk about this. I've been talking about this a lot lately. That was the sound I heard, that sound. It's like, a, like, a, like to me, it sounded like I, I described it as electronic humming. That was, the, it, but it could be described as bees. It could. That's what it sounded like. It was constant, whatever it is. And he heard this coming from that craft in this case here. Uh, and a lot of people hear this. In fact, the, some of the kids at aerial school in the aerial school incident from 1994, they heard this buzzing sound that scared them. Uh, so there's, and in one recent case that I was talking about, a different case. Well, uh, somebody, one of the, an abductee said when one of the being, while he was, a, while this person was getting abducted, when one of the beings went to speak, it, that's what it sounded like. So I guess it's, the, I, I think it's probably from the ship itself, though, you know, maybe that's my, uh, I'm just, again, pure speculation. I'm just speculating. I think that, you know, over the years I've come to, uh, uh, believed that it was probably the ship that was it was probably hover because i when i was growing up uh we me and my brother davy slept in the attic so i have a feeling that that sh there could have been a ship just hovering right above the house and and that was what was making that sound that i heard because so many different cases where people hear these ships and it sounds like bees or or an electrical uh electric electrical transformer or something that's what it sounds like i've heard that sound and so did this guy right before he got blasted in the face and his life was ruined uh anyway uh let's continue here it says for his part francisco claims no ill will to whatever the intelligence might be behind these mysterious but consistent crafts it is his belief that events involving his father were an accident he would state years later it could happen to me to you or to anyone uh yes it could and uh i just want to point out that uh even uh, travis walton uh, pointed out he he thought he thought the same thing he he was thinking that he, it was an accident when he got hit with that beam like basically your people are giving the these aliens a pass because you know Travis Walton did and now this this guy who uh, saying that the aliens must have did it by accident I don't know how we know that I don't know how we know that at all how do we even know that Travis uh, Walton uh, his incident was an accident I don't, I don't know about that I don't think Travis knows about that. Uh, I don't think any of us could really know what they're up to and what they're doing. Maybe some people in the governments of the world have started to figure this out or have figured it out, but 
Uh, I, I, I just don't know. Maybe they are intentionally harming us sometimes as an experiment, maybe. Maybe that's what they're doing. Who knows? Uh, anyway, as, as we mentioned, Brazil is perhaps a hotspot for UFO sightings in South America, which as a continent more than holds its own in terms of strange aerial encounters and bizarre otherworldly creatures. It is no surprise then that many would take in interest in the Barossa case. One particular UFO researcher who did so from the very beginning in 1976 was Reginaldo de Otheide. He could... He would, from the time of the incident until Luis Barroso's death in 1993, visit Quesada once a month. He would regularly speak with the family, as well as log, detail, investigate any further sightings in and around the area, of which there were many. Despite his regular contact with the family, following Luis's death, the children would not grant permission for the authorities to perform an autopsy. Uh, this, in Othade's opinion, more than anything else, will keep the case of mystery likely forever. Yeah, you know those kids, the the, the siblings, the, or the 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 children, right? They should have got together and said, "Yeah, we need to do an autopsy and figure out what 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 was ailing our father for all these years." I mean, you, they owed him that. I think. I mean, what were they thinking? You should have had an autopsy to find out what caused all of this. Uh, anyway, it says here, it is certainly an interesting case and not the first to feature a UFO with a strange laser beam. However, what is perhaps different is, is in the vast majority of these laser beam cases, which have happened across the decades and around the world, the beam in question would induce paralysis, but not death. One of these would occur in Brazil around six months later uh, uh, in the in Santa Clara. Uh, Katarina. So should we deduce that whoever was behind the object witnessed by Luis, they were either different from the intelligence in those cases or they had altogether different intentions for him? You know, we'll never know the answers to any of these questions, actually. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave the link here so you can check out the rest of the article for yourself. But there is a lot of stuff here. There's a lot more to it. And there's actually a, a book called UFO Danger Zone by Bob Pratt, which was an interesting book. And it talked about different cases from, from Brazil, including this one. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if you see one of these craft, it might be a good idea to get out of there as fast as you can. Now, I'm not sure I'm not sure if this gentleman here had a chance to do that, but uh, unfortunately, too bad he didn't, because if he would have, maybe he, he could have avoided a, a life of pain and suffering. And basically, he devolved, his mind devolved to that of a one-year-old child while his skin was replaced by baby skin. There's no explanation for it. Doctors looked at him. They have no explanation to why this happened, but it did happen. Uh, and there are pictures you will find online. I'm not going to put any of the pictures on here today because... Uh, I don't know, there could be copyright concerns. But if you go check out some of the images online, you will see you'll see a picture of this guy. He did not look to be in good shape whatsoever. And uh, his life was ruined because he got hit with a beam from a UFO. Okay, uh, moving on. I want to talk about the recent Spotify poll, the most recent one. It was for the episode, CIA delivered egg-shaped ET craft to Area 51 in the 1980s, whistleblower tells Arrow. I asked this question, do you think the story about the egg-shaped alien craft at Area 51 is a true description of a factual event? So far, there's 40 votes, 12 people or 30% say no, while 28 people or 70% say yes. I agree with the majority. I, I don't think this guy was making that story up. Uh, that's, uh, there's, what would be the point? I just don't get it. Uh, that, that There would be no point in doing something like that. Uh, why would you be going to, and actually going to Arrow and telling Arrow about this? I mean, the guy felt it was important enough to to, to take this to Arrow, and uh, 
Uh, and this guy is somebody who is a defense, works for a defense contractor and an, an aerospace contractor. Uh, this is uh, Eric Tabor. Uh, he's one of the whistleblowers. I guess one of the people we're talking about here, one of the people that has been willing to uh, go to Congress and tell them what he knows as well. Uh, so I don't think that he's, I don't think there would be any reason to make this story up. Why would he make it up? Um, and so I, I, I think it's a true story. Uh, again, it's not, is it end all evidence? No, no, of course not. Uh, but, uh, we're going to get there now. A lot, of course, everyone, uh, in the UFO community right now, it seems like they're all, everyone's saying, well, 2024 is going to be a great year. Well, you know, 2023 has been a pretty big year. I mean, it really has been, there's been a lot of stuff going on this year. Uh, and I do, I do think that 2024 will be a big year too. I, ha- I have to agree with them. I, I, I don't think this is going to stop. I think the, I think we're it's like a snowball that's rolling down a hill that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I, I even despite the fact that uh, that legislation was was canned, that that doesn't matter. We're still moving forward. We're trying to get uh, to an end game here where the where uh, uh, this cover-up ends and, and disclosure happens. And I, we, all, all people in the UFO community, we, we just want more information about these uh, beings. What does the government know about them? That's all we really want. And we want uh, the rest of the world to realize this too. And we don't like the idea of people getting made fun of uh, when they report seeing a UFO or alien beings. They sh- that should not happen. Uh, because they really did in a lot of these cases, right? So uh, people aren't crackpots and on drugs just because they see a UFO or an extraterrestrial being. These things really happen. The people who are... uh, There's a lot of people out there who don't want this to be true, and that's why uh, they they look to people like uh, debunkers. They they go to the debunkers to be told that it's not true because they're afraid of this reality. It's understandable in a way, but... Uh, at the same time, I mean, I'm afraid of sharks too, but I, I, I'm not going to d- deny that they exist, right? I mean, I'm afraid of getting eaten alive if I take a swim in the ocean, but, you know, but I, I, it, it doesn't mean that I'm going to pretend that they don't exist, right? I mean, that's what seems like what's happening here. Uh, to a lot of people out there, this whole subject just seems so really far-fetched to them because they've been brought up to think that way. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but we're going to get there. I think that 2024 is going to be a big year. Think about all the st- stories from 2023. In addition to the what's been going on in Congress and the whistleblowers, I mean, in addition to Grush and all of that stuff, uh, we had the hearings. Uh, we had the uh, NASA talking about it. I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of movement, and then there's been a lot of big stories too. I think about the Vegas alien story. Uh, I still believe that that story, uh, I think it really happened. I know there's some people who say it's a hoax, but they still haven't proved that that's a hoax. I mean, those people have have stuck to their guns. Uh, they actually uh, were interviewed months after it now, and, and they're saying the same thing. There's There were a lot of big stories in 2023, and I think uh, things are going to uh, keep moving in a positive direction in 2024. Uh, anyway, I want to say thank you all for joining me. Until next time. Mm-hmm.